You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Addiction is something that if left unchecked can ruin your life. You know, I've seen it, I've seen it in my own life personally. My older brother Brandon struggled with addiction. It started about the time when he was 18. And from about 18 to 35, he struggled with addiction. Now, praise the Lord, he's working on two years sobriety. We're proud of him. But here's the thing, all those, all those years I lost my brother, didn't have my brother, my brother didn't attend my wedding, my brother wasn't there for the birth of my children, all because of substance. And guys, I'm here to tell you there's nothing in this world that is worth missing out your whole life with. And so addiction if left unchecked, can ruin our entire lives. And guys, the reason I wanted to play that fireproof clip was anything that steals our heart away from our Heavenly Father is an addiction. Anything that steals our love and our compassion away from Him. You know, we have an addiction counselor that comes to our church and she, she pulled me aside after the first service and she said, add this one. And I thought it was great, so I'm going to add it in. She said, anything that is mood-altering can easily become an addiction. The only thing that you wanted to alter your mood is Jesus. And so if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to be in chapter 10, or as the president say, 1 Corinthians. Chapter 10. We're going to start in verse... Joking. Starting in verse 12. Uh, but today, I wanted to talk about some addictions. So I wanted to be clear about some addictions up front so that, you know, I think a lot of times we preach on addictions, but we don't always call out what we think are addictions. So I'm going to call it out, and and we're going to talk about these addictions. Number one, I think something that we're very familiar with, alcohol addiction. Now, there are some people in this world that can have a drink, but there's a lot of people in this world that one drink turns into 15, turns into what happened last night. And we have to be careful. And guys, it's, alcohol is a legal mood-altering stimulant. It is something that you can go down here to the corner store and get anytime you want to. And so it's something that you have to be very, very, very careful with. Another one that most of our mind, when we talk about addiction, goes straight to. It goes to drugs, illicit substance. You know, the problem with addiction is most of us, our mind goes straight to Someone that's on drugs that's passed out in the bar ditch with the needle hanging out of their arm. That is a face of addiction, but it's not the only face of addiction. Addiction can lie silently in a family and tear it apart. Another addiction that's, that's rather silent is prescription drugs. I remember Crystal had a, a surgery. She had a lithotripsy, which is basically 
they go in and bust up a kidney stone in a kidney. And they gave her two bottles, full bottles, of 60 pills apiece of Darvacet. In fact, I still think we have some of those somewhere. <laughs> but it's, it's like, man, if you take the prescription drugs the way the doctors prescribe them, you can easily become addicted to opioids. And now all of a sudden the medical community is going, you're saying opioids are addicting? It's like Chinese were making opiates from, you know, the very beginning. Anyway, another addiction that's, that's rather quiet is gambling. Gambling addiction. Now, what people get addicted to in gambling is not gambling itself. They get addicted to the high when they win. The problem is if any of you gamble and if you subscribe to, if you listen to me on the sports radio show that I, I come on sometimes, uh, most of the time I'm wrong. <laughs> so I wouldn't be a good gambler. I'd lose all my money. But that's the problem. I've seen people gamble away their life savings. I've pe- seen people gamble away their retirements. I've seen them gamble away so that their family has no food. But yet they can bet on a game. Guys, I'm here to tell you, I'm interested in the Cowboys game this afternoon, but not at the expense of my family. Another addiction that's rather silent is eating disorders. Now, there's two types of eating disorders that I want to talk about. One eating disorder is those that are so worried about their body that they just don't eat. Obviously, I don't have that issue if you've looked at me. I struggle with the other, which is eating too much. Eating too much and eating enough and not eating enough are both can be addictions. Do you know food can be addicting? Do you know that your body gets addicted to the grease, the salt, the sugar, and it craves it? You ever drive by a Taco Bell and you can taste it? That's addiction. <laughs> Most testifying in the front row. Or do you ever walk, you ever drive by a McDonald's and you can just taste the french fries? Mm, glory, okay. <laughs> or, a, or as Pastor James has said many times, a patty melt from Whataburger. Mm. <laughs> you can taste it right now, can't you? That's the face of addiction, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this one got a lot of, a lot of response. It actually got the most response in the first service. Did you know that gaming can be addiction? Again, everybody's like, yeah. Wives are like, preach it, man. <laughs> did you know, did you know that playing video games can be addicting? You know, actually, there's a lot of research that would suggest that you can be addicted to video games just like you can be addicted to crack cocaine. You know, I, I've done it. Back in college, I was the Madden king. Who's good at Madden? I'll destroy all of you. You... Let's go right now. All right. <laughs> Let's pray, okay? <laughs> but you get to play in those games, and 1 a.m. turns into 3 a.m., turns into 4 a.m., you're like, what happened? Another addiction that can be silent is pornography. Pornography can be an addiction. I've seen grown married men with a beautiful wife in the other room, addicted to a fake depiction on a computer screen or a cell phone. Here's the problem with addiction, though. 
Here's the problem with addiction to pornography. Back in my day, you had to actually sneak into the gas station and get somebody that was 18 years of age to get you a dirty magazine. I never did that, Mom. But, but now, all you have to do is pull out your cell phone. No dirty magazine needed. You've got everything at the touch of your finger. And last one, did you know that you can actually be addicted to this thing? In the latest update, in the latest update to the iPhone, I don't know about you Android users, you may have already had it, I don't know. It actually has an app called Screen Time. It actually tells you how much time you've spent on your phone and what apps you've been on. Do you want to know that? <laughs> I don't. But what I'm saying to you is you can be addicted to your phone. You can be addicted to social media. Guys, we can't just categorize addiction to drug addicts strung out on meth, cocaine. Addiction affects each and every one of us, whether we like it or not. We have to be careful. So today, what we're going to talk about is how do we break addictions? How do we break addictions? How do we stop allowing the devil to steal our joy and focus our attention on our Heavenly Father? Number one, no one is above addiction. It's what we have to understand. There is no one in this room that is above being addicted. 1 Corinthians verse, or chapter 10, verse 12. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that, that he stands take heed lest he fall. You know, I'm a big fan of, it's, it's a newer translation. It's called the Passing Translation. It puts it this way. So be, beware if you think it could never happen to you, lest your pride become your downfall. Do not be so smug as a follower of Christ that you think you are above things like that. Guys, I'm here to tell you there is nothing that you are above. You're one back surgery with a bunch of pain pills away from addiction. You're one screen look away from an addiction. Guys, you have to put the safeguards in place of yourself because Satan is coming after you. And so you have to always be alert and guard yourself. As a pastor, I know that the easiest way for Satan to take down this church is to attack me or my wife. The easiest way for him to do it is that. And so I, myself, have to be offensive. I'm not going to let him come after me. So I put safeguards in place for myself. I won't be alone with ladies. Why? Not because I'm worried about it. I love my wife. I'm not going to cheat on her. But what if someone said something? Would people believe me? We have to put these safeguards in our lives. And so one thing that one one statement that I just loved, I read, I was reading it and doing my research for this message in my office, and I just screamed out loud in my office, yes, is this right here. Forget self-confidence, elevate God confidence. Quit thinking that you can do it yourself. Focus on the Lord. Allow the Lord to help you to put the safeguards in place. You know what a good safeguard is? Reading your word every day. Praying. Finding time to allow your heavenly father to correct you. Because here's the thing. 
God has a way of correcting things in your life if you're in his word daily because the Bible talks about being sharper than any two-edged sword. It's not talking about for other people. It's talking about for you because God wants to take that sharp sword and just cut those things out of your life. Number two, you have the power to overcome. You have the power to overcome. There is nothing in this world that is more powerful than the one who dwells inside of you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way to escape that you may be able to endure. Guys, we have to understand temptation itself is not sinful. You have the choice whether or not to sin or not sin. Temptation itself is not sinful. God uses temptation from time to time to show us how faithful we can be to him. But Satan also uses that same temptation to entice you. And so you have to be wary. In the Passion Translation, I go back there again. You're going to get tired of it, but man, it was just on point this week. It says, each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Each test that you face is an opportunity to bring fame to our Lord Jesus Christ. One thing I say over and over and over and over again is with, for every testimony, there is first a test. The test and how God brings us through it is how it shows people that God is faithful. But guys, we all have a choice. No one is making us sin. It is our choice. You know, growing up, did your mom ever say to you, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? And I would say, is there a bungee cord? How high is the bridge? <laughs> then my mom would slap me and we'd move on. She would. Don't let her lie to you at church. <laughs> but guys, just because all your friends around you are doing it does not mean you need to. Guys, if being around your group of friends causes you to sin, guess what? It's time for some new friends. You need to have people around you that will encourage you, that will be, be an encouragement to push you forward towards Jesus. You don't need those leeches in your life. That's for somebody today. I'm not really sure who that's for. That wasn't in the first service. But I'm here to tell you, you have to surround yourself with people that breathe life in you. That's one thing I've learned as a pastor. I've got to surround myself with people that will build me up because this world wants to bring us down. So guys, if calling on the name of Jesus can move mountains, it can break chains in your life. That's your shareable moment for today. If calling on the name of Jesus can move mountains, it can break chains. The Bible tells you that if, that if we call upon the name of the Lord, he will move mountains if we ask him. So if he can move a mountain, breaking a chain is easy. Guys, he went to the cross. And the reason we put all these chains on the cross is to show you Jesus took care of all of it right here on Calvary. You don't have to wear these anymore. If you're wearing them, it's by your choice. Jesus took care of all of it. I love that song. 
Can we bring up those lyrics? Because I can't remember it. The bridge of the last song, Kinsey. Impromptu, sorry. Yeah, chains fall. Fear bow. Here now. Jesus, you change everything. Lives healed, hope found. Here now. Jesus, you change everything. Notice what changes everything. Jesus. And if we put all of our trust in him, all those chains are left at the cross. The third thing. Run from what causes you to stumble. Run. Run as fast as you can from what causes you to stumble. 1 Corinthians 10, 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee. Run from idolatry. Run as fast as you possibly can. Do not be around things that are idolatrous. Do not be around things that cause you to stumble. Get away from it. If you struggle with the bar scenes, if you struggle being around bad people, Chance's nightclub is probably not your place. Now, I know a lot of people go because I drive by it on a Friday night and it's packed. And I asked Crystal, I wonder how we could get the church that full. Somebody in the first service said, put a bar in it. I'm like, no! And I love what this says. In the message, it says, so my dear friends, when you see people reducing God to something we can use or control, get out of their company as fast as you can. When you see people around you, using God as something that you can manipulate or control. Because here's the problem. We want to live for God only when it's convenient for us. When it gets hard, we don't want to do what God asks us to do anymore. But the Bible would say, flee from the people that are like that. Why? Because they're going to cause you to stumble. Another thing that my mom always, I feel like I'm Forrest Gump all the time. My mom always said. <laughs> she said, you will act the most like the five people you spend the most time with. For some of you, that's a bad thing. Because people spend time with you. You didn't get that. Never mind. <laughs> but you see it. You see it. When people start to get around each other, they start to dress alike. Those of you that have been married, you, you and your spouse will get dressed at different times and you'll wear the exact same things and dress and match each other. It's so strange. And I'll look at her and I go, I wore mine first. I put the clothes on first. So thankfully we don't match today or that would be all the more reason but i'll find myself i'll find myself doing things that that i wouldn't necessarily do like being kind to people loving them i wouldn't necessarily do that unless i spent so much time with crystal because i'm just not a kind and compassionate person <laughs> hey don't amen that i'll throw the plan at somebody okay <laughs> it's not real but it'll <laughs> it'll get you And so, for me, something that causes me to stumble, and you're going to think this is funny, cold pizza. I'm trying to be healthy, okay? Stop judging me. You know, do you know that the, the number one thing that kills pastors, you want to know what it is? Heart disease. Why? Because they're fat, okay? We just are. We're just naturally fat. That's just kind of the way we are. We have a lot of stress. And all you people, the, the, way, you're like, the way you're like, I love you, pastor. Let me, let, me, let me do something sweet for you, right? 
You know what I'm talking about. They're like, here, let me bake you a whole cake for you to eat yourself. Do you want me to be 300 pounds? Anyway, I digress. But if there's cold pizza in the fridge, I'll be sitting there watching TV. It'll be dead silent in the house, and I'll hear, don't you want to eat me? And then I go, is there cold pizza in the fridge? I, I didn't know. Then I'll open it up. I'm like, oh, man, there's pizza in the fridge. Then I'll go back, and I'll sit down, and I'll watch more of my show. Then I'll hear, you know you want to eat me. I have pepperoni and cheese. I'm like, shut up, pizza. <laughs> then on the third time, I'm like, Gio won't know. I'll just go get it. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't keep cold pizza in the house. In fact, if you try to give it to me, I'll throw it away before I leave. Why? Because I don't want it there. Because I'll eat it. It's the same with sweets. Chocolate chip cookies sitting there, they'll just be gone. It's made even worse when you have a pregnant woman in your house. Because here's the thing. Pregnant women don't watch what they eat. They, they're pregnant. They just eat whatever they want to, and that's okay. But, but here's the thing. She, she'll look at me and go, do you want some ice cream, baby? I'm like, no. I don't need ice cream. I don't, all right, let's go. Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm weak. She's laughing because she knows it's true. But I'm weak. And so here's the thing. If I want to lose weight, I need to get away from my pregnant wife. That's really what I need. Because <laughs> she tempts me with these things. I'm joking. I just need to learn some self-control. But what I'm saying to you is I don't keep sweets and I don't keep pizza in my house for a long time because it won't be in my house for a long time. I'll eat it all. And so the thing is for you guys, you have to run away as fast as you can from what causes you to stumble. If you struggle with pornography, you do not need to have unfettered internet access. If you struggle with alcoholism, Chance's Nightclub is not your place, or any other bar for that matter. Some of you, it's such a struggle, you probably shouldn't even go into a restaurant that serves any alcohol, period. For some of you, gaming may be, a, may be an issue. You need to set timers for yourself. Cell phone, they make these great apps that... that Shut your phone off. Did you know you can set your phone to shut off after a certain amount of time? It's crazy. I didn't know that. I think my wife's going to sneak into my room now and set that on my phone. <laughs> but guys, what I'm telling you is, if something is coming between you and God, you have to do everything you can to cut that out of your life. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? I've got three questions to challenge you throughout your week. First question, do you have an addiction that you were not aware of? You know, I truly believe that sometimes we put addiction into one category. We make it the drug addict, running from the law person, but I think what I've tried to show you this morning is that addiction can be any of us. Addiction can just be easily any one of us. Now, I joke all the time and say I'm addicted to Starbucks, but Starbucks doesn't have such a hold of me that at any point I couldn't just stop. Now, it would be hard. I'm not saying it would be easy, but if something has such a hold of you that you can't stop, it's an addiction. So guys, what I'm saying to you is there's something that's going on in your life today that you were like, well, maybe I didn't think that was an addiction, but the more I hear Pastor Todd talk, maybe it is. Second question, what is coming between you and God? 
What is working its way between you and the Lord? Because anything that works its way between you and God can very easily become an addiction. You do not want to allow things to steal the joy that we have from our Father. And the last question, do you need to break chains of addiction? Do you need to break the chains of addiction? So I'm going to bring Pastor Mo back, and I want to challenge you today. Now, last week, a lot of people came down for prayer. Last week, a lot of people came down, and, and God set them free from some things that were going on in their lives. And guys, I got messages all week from people, and thank you for the encouragement. I appreciate that, of how God just really did some things in their lives. But guys, I'm believing that this entire series, from week one to I think we're doing six weeks, to the sixth week, that God is going to break addictions He's going to break depression. And next week, we're talking about chronic illness. And I believe in that God's going to heal some people. But guys, first, we have to take that step and allow somebody to pray for us. So right now, I'm going to invite our prayer team. If y'all could stand where